Pod. Fatality Fitness Podcast, covering everything from fitness, health, and nutrition with your host, Matthew Smiley, covering top topics and answering all your fitness Q&As with featured guests. Hello and welcome to the Fatality Fitness Podcast. I'm Matthew Smiley and on this episode, we're going to be speaking about females, how females should train and females, um, female menopause um, and menstrual cycle. So we'll talk about that and first female guest on the show Lucia Byrne, how are we? Hello, I'm good, thanks, how are you? I'm all good, uh, thanks for coming on. So, tell me a bit about yourself and your kind of fitness background, how you got started and take it from there. Okay, so it's quite a long story. I became a podiatrist first, um, about seven years ago, and that's like a specialist of the lower limb. And I kind of went into podiatry because I was always interested in biomechanics and human anatomy and physiology. And then I got really into exercise prescription, but I didn't really, I wasn't trained in it, so I decided to do my personal training course. And I didn't really think I was going to fall into the line of personal training on its own. I thought I'd always do it on the side of podiatry. But then I started training my mum and seeing her like strength improve and seeing her posture improve I thought maybe I'll do this so uh yeah so that's where I am I've been training online now because of COVID for the last three months and I have over 20 clients um and it's amazing I'm pretty new to the industry but it's something that I've been interested in all my life so I feel like it's I'm not that new but I'm getting really good results and everything's going really well and I love it. It's such a rewarding job. Um, my transformations are really good. Was the, was the first main reason to get into it basically just for like corrective exercise with the current job you were in, like podiatrist? Yeah, so I used to get a lot of patients that had just foot pain due to like weak weak muscles and weak strength and weak core and I used to give them basic exercises, but I wasn't trained in it. So I thought, okay, I'll get into it. So that's how I ended up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more for corrective and then p- building clients from there. And then you just took more of an interest from like, seeing results, like people losing fat, like changing their body shape and that. What made you jump from... Uh, podiatry to just going straight out was it was it the fact that you were seeing the results or was it was there something else or did, were you not enjoying the podiatry kind of job um yeah I wasn't really enjoying well I still I enjoyed the podiatry job but I found um the personal training was more rewarding and do you know I really really like mixing with people my own age and I felt like podiatry patients are all a little bit older like 60s 70s so um I really I just prefer working with girls my age and empowering young girls to feel confident in their own skin and um just seeing improvements in their mindset and physical side of things yeah so let's talk about your journey so obviously that was like your what side of things like what's your journey from fitness where did you start off and where have you took it 
my journey, I was always um, fit and healthy when I was younger. I played a lot of sports. I played a lot of county football for Donegal ladies. And then I injured my knees. Um, I injured my medial collateral ligament and... I was told that, you know, I needed surgery. So I didn't want to go down the line of surgery. So I just stopped playing football. And then I started university and I gained quite a bit of weight. Um, And that was when I started into the gym when I was about 17. I started going to the gym and doing a lot of cardio, only cardio, spinning classes. That's it. That's the only... um, (laughs) type of exercise I did I never did any kind of resistance training or nothing so then I was just like a cardio bunny up until two years ago until I started doing the personal training degree and that's when I just got into actual lifting weights and lifting heavy and that's where I kind of fell in love with resistance training mm-hmm. and I seen a massive change in my body and my posture and um, confidence as well yeah, we'll t- we'll dive in. And we'll talk about that. I want to peel it back. How did you say that you gained a lot, quite a bit of weight? Was that the yeah. f- was it the fact that you couldn't play football and you felt like you had that connection? A um, like that was your way of exercising, and then when that was taken away for you, did you just feel that you were kind of comfort eating in a way that you were? Um. No, I kind of went the other way, to be honest. Right. When I couldn't play sports, I actually kind of stopped eating a little bit. I didn't really become anorexic or anything, but I just was, like, so careful of what I put into my mouth. And, like, looking back, it was so bad because I just really limit my calories because I knew I wasn't going to be, uh, like, using energy or burning up the my calories. So yeah. I just reduced. But then when I went to college, I... Um, do you know I just started partying for a year and like moving away from home eating like unhealthy food and takeaways and stuff mm-hmm. Um, that was how I gained weight it was first year college yeah no I was just um, like, dive back talk, I, talk about that because sorry? obviously that can be a, a situation that people can get themselves in is that they can find that they have a connection to doing a certain exercise and when that's taken away from them they then start a struggle to then switch yeah. into that different that different kind of mindset. That's how I was what a um dive back on that. But obviously you're just saying it's uh, basically the party lifestyle took over and you were enjoying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. First time away from home and first time drinking. Like I never drank until I went to college. Well, I drank a little bit, but it was when I went to college, it was like first year craziness. But um I soon copped on when I came back home after six months to see my parents and they're like oh my god you've got so heavy you got it but I was like I was about size 12 but um it was heavy for me because I was quite small mm-hmm. before that um so that's when I kind of got into the gym and severe cardio sessions and been in five days a week <laughs> let's, let's uh, dive in and talk about that use that as a first um topic then so why do you why do you feel that females have got and I think I don't want to say they have got that mindset now it's it's gradually starting to change let's talk about um, why did they have that mindset that they feel that they need to do so much output that they don't put in enough calories and what do you think has been the the main thing that's 
put it to the front that females can do weight training and get these benefits of dropping body fat and changing their body shape? Well, I thought that high-intensity workouts, you just go and you burn more fat. The more intense, the more fat you burn. When I never knew the truth was that like lower intensity of exercise, muscle burns a higher percent of fat um, than carbs. So... I thought that I would burn more calories by doing total like high intensity exercises. I didn't know that you would get better results when you do like lower intensity exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I thought. Um, and then was it when I went went into weight training? Uh, I just feel like I built more physique in weight training. Um, I felt like it was making me a stronger individual all round, mm-hmm. um, and I could I found tr- weight training more. I found it more fun training because every week you could see like your strength at progressing as well as your physique and your muscle mass getting stronger. And I felt like I could eat more, and I was feeling my body um, as well when I was eating. Um, especially I could eat loads more protein and I was always fuller and I wasn't really watching I didn't need to watch what I ate as much so I that's why I kind of fell in love with weight training rather than uh, high intensity workouts yeah what made you get into weight training was there someone in particular that said you want to come and try this or was it just when you started your personal training course they had advised maybe to start doing kind of weight training what was it that got you into it was it something you seen was it social media was it well, I used to always, like, follow, like, bikini comp- competitors, and I always thought it was just cardio, because I never really, weight training wasn't that big a few years ago, so I never knew it was, like, weight training that they did. I thought it was just they got their body fat percent down so low that you could see what was under their skin, mm-hmm. you know? So... I I never knew it was such a thing. And then when I did the personal training course, um, the guy that was giving us our lectures was like, he's all trained, right? And that's kind of when I was like, what do you mean by training? They're like, you do weight training? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked him to do me up a program and I started doing it. And I was like, this is class. Mm-hmm. So I used to just go to the gym and do like a few reps and be like, oh, that's it now. Like, I didn't know you could follow a strict plan. Mm-hmm. So, no. yeah. Um, I think it's been I think it's been brought more to attention with females with obviously with social media, but things like even CrossFit when you started seeing females in CrossFit and their uh, their powerlifting certain weights, and you're thinking to you as a, as a female, I'm thinking you're thinking to yourself probably that's amazing seeing this because yeah. it's not been as, as you say it's not been as popularized, it's not been brought forward, um, especially. in now it has like you it's definitely catching females attention that they can actually lift and that's the other thing i want to talk about here should should females train differently from males yeah females should like it's that's physiology like years and years of evolution like males have more muscle mass they can build muscle faster it's just science like it's Mm -hmm. um but I think you should never compare yourself with a man when you're training. And um, something I, I delve into a lot is training in line with your menstrual cycle, in line with your hormones. Yeah. 
So we will do, we will dive into that. Um, the other thing is just that when we obviously when we were thinking, I don't as much as they can change their training differently for men. There's still a lot of factors and a lot of things that they can do that females have maybe been hesitant or trying before. And I think that's it's definitely nowadays they I don't I don't think they'll be as I don't want to say they would be timid or afraid to go into the weight section, but definitely now you can see there's there's more females in that section and training right and doing and and trying a few things out and rather than being as you said, it's like being this cardio bunny and thinking that they need to have this amount of output um, without putting the the calories in. The only other thing that I would say for that is like they should be trying compound lifts. They should try and try doing all these kind of movements deadlift they should be trying to squat learn all these kind of key movements and um, they'll see the benefits they'll reap the rewards the only other thing that they need to watch is that they're not uh, doing shrugs every day because you'll end up with these big end up with these big traps and I think that's always the fear with females is that and it's always a question when I always start females on weight training it's like am I going to end up big and bulky like, yeah. like it's not going to happen like unless you are putting in crazy amount of calories somehow getting uh, more testosterone for somewhere um, <laughs> then it's never going to really it's never going to happen and do you feel that that was a was that a fear when you started weight training that you had that mentality that people maybe put that mentality into you yeah I was always like I thought you know weight training will make you bulky and it's only to have been reading up on the research recently that, like, no, you need to go into a massive surplus to gain muscle, particularly as a female. But um, And also the, the thing, the myth is another funny one, changing, uh, will your fat turn into muscle, do mm-hmm. you know? Or, well, like, people don't understand it's, like, two different processes. Like, you need to, you need to burn the fat first and then gain muscle. But... Yeah. I thought that was a big one. I was like, because I had a tummy and I was like, oh my God, if I start lifting weights now, my tummy will just all turn into muscle awesome. and I'll just have a big muscly tummy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a big muscly six pack. And that's but, the other um, thing as well is that females need to realise that they are going to have a higher percentage of body fat compared to men because as we're going to talk about the female menstrual cycle, but they will hold a uh, higher I'm not saying that females can get some females can get uh, ripped but um, you will hold a higher percentage of body fat or find it a wee bit harder to lose it because that is the way that you are designed you are designed to help offspring uh, create other humans um, so that is a huge factor that females need to understand as well when it comes to kind of fat loss yeah, I totally agree. Um, we it is so hard to shift, especially that last few percent of fat that is overlying your stomach area, and especially mums with tums as well. They they're so hard on themselves. I have one client, and she's my she's my own age, and she's like this little bit. She's a mum, and it's like you have a baby from that. You don't need to worry. Like be so hard on themselves. Sometimes you just have to agree and accept that you have like a little roll of fat and that's mm-hmm. normal mm-hmm. we're not supposed to be lean you know um unless you're a bikini competitor or a bodybuilder then you're you shouldn't 
strive to be under 13% body fat where you're going to yeah. see visible abs. Yeah, because again, they'll tell you, and any female competitor that will tell you that uh, that's at that kind of low percentage of body fat, they'll tell you that they don't feel great at that percentage. And no, that you won't don't. Be for a long time. And that all they not also come into the fact that when we're talking about the, the menstrual cycle is like that can be affected when your body fat percentage is so low. And I've watched a program about a female competitor and she was telling telling the on the documentary about it, talking about how she lost her menstrual cycle and basically the feeling of the bad relationship with food coming back out of the competition and stuff like that. So let's let's dive in, we'll talk about it then. So the fee, let's explain it and how you would do it and what round you're kinda menstrual cycle for your kind of fat loss kind of journey okay so if um most clients that we get um want to lose weight and tone up so if they are your goals i'll talk you through how um how you can achieve them goals was is that kind of where you want to yeah, go even before we dive in yeah why do you feel that the that is the main goal when it comes to females Losing, losing body fat. Yeah, losing or, like, it seems to be like that's the just the number one factor that you get a lot. Like you never really get a female coming in and say, I want to build muscle a lot. It's it's maybe changing slightly now, yeah. but it seems to be the goal. Is it because of the like the pressure with social media? I think it is the pressure of social media and I just think you feel bit your clothes fit better when you're not carrying that extra bit of fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some women they get to a certain size and they are happy, like you know when they feel their best. Um, and then when they feel that they kind of t- tend to go to want to build muscle, but I think it is social like society, Instagram as well. Yeah, but I definitely. I don't know. I think we just always are a wee bit um, conscious of our weight. I don't. I don't really know to be honest. If I, I would say it's because of like social media. It's like the fact that yeah. you always put that pressure. You're always trying to compare yourself to other people, and like maybe as you said, like you've got that that mother who's holding that wee totally bit of body fat, and she's can probably comparing herself to a bikini bodybuilder and uh, going. It's, it's that factor, it's like comparing yourself to other people because it's out there on social media. Yeah. I think that females tend to get affected with that. And that's why we always say, like, find out your why, why you want to do it. Do it for yourself at the end of the day. And um, yeah. try not to compare yourself to other people because what you've got to think about is that competitor, yeah, she's in great in, in great condition, but as I said, on that documentary, she explained that she felt terrible, she lost her menstrual cycle, she had a bad relationship with food, all these kind of factors, didn't have a lifestyle, couldn't go out with her friends, all these kind of things, and this is the kind of things that these these people, the especially general pop people, need to com- is like stop comparing yourself to competitors. They, they sacrifice a lot to get in that position, and you're... You're a mother of two who yeah. runs after the kids, who has to do... Be grateful for your babies because yeah. some so many women can't have babies and just be thankful for what you have. I think that's a massive point you've touched on there. Yeah. Um, 
just to do it for yourself and stop comparing. I think you are right. Um, it is Instagram. And as much as I try to say we don't compare ourselves, we all do. Yeah, we all do. We're all guilty. Right, let's go yeah. on and talk about that. The female menstrual cycle. So let's talk about the phases, right? 28 days, 28 day cycle. Explain the, the cycle and then we'll talk about how you kind of plan your training around that. Okay, so yeah, twenty eight day cycle. Everyone's um, menstrual cycle can be up or down a day or two, or but ovulation is just yeah generally bang down the middle, and then you have the follicular phase and the luteal phase. So week one or two, one and two, all your hormones begin to rise. Um, estrogen particularly, estrogen is an appetite suppressor. So in week two, this peaks. So week one, you're menstruating, um, and that can be, you can feel okay there, but week two is where you feel your best. You're not menstruating, um, and this is a hypertrophy. If this is where muscle mass, if it's your goal, it's, it's best you can get your heavy lift. This is where you can focus on your increasing muscle mass and increasing muscle strength in week two. Right, so that's the, the, main, the main part of that is when we're coming into the first two weeks, yeah, and, and week two is where you think you'd opt be probably optimal, like first if it's for hypertrophy, so weight like gaining weight, gaining muscle, sorry, building muscle. Um, how would they feel in their caloric deficit in that stage? Great. So week two, week one, when you're menstruating, it can be a bit, you can feel a bit sorry for yourself and you can be a bit lethargic. Um, so appetite is better than the previous week because cravings aren't as um, strong. But week two, then you're at your best, you're at your peak, you're not craving food. Um, you're, you, this is where you feel your leanest. Um, and you're more motivated. I feel I feel like I'm more motivated to train hard, mm-hmm. and I can reduce my calorie intake so much easier than in week three and four. So in that week two as well, your body utilizes carbs best in this stage as well. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. And then what so are we- it makes exercising that a little bit easier. Um, yeah. I find like it's always when I'm performing at my best in week two. Mm-hmm. So, and then moving on. So week one and two, and then we're going. So then um, temperatures increase as we hit day 14 and we ovulate. Um, this is estrogen is peaking. Uh, estrogen has peaked and is beginning to drop and then progesterone is rising. So progesterone peaks in week three. Um, this is a appetite enhancer. So this is when you start to get hungry and you start craving, um, you start craving sugar and carbohydrates. Um, but you still feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a moderate intensity exercise or moderate weight training exercise is a optimal sport during week three. Um, so that, this is, you know, that, sorry, this is in the ovulation. Is that right? In that stage. After ovulation, so right. ovulation day fourteen, and we've gone into week three now. So how long? How long is that stage? Ovulation, uh, ovulation is only one day. You okay. ovulate in one day. It's around the window between day thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. Okay. 
and then week three, I kind of like to judge it on weeks. Um, The ovulation doesn't really, your body does peak in temperature the day you ovulate, but it doesn't really affect my training or nothing. There is some research to do with ligament laxity and the high levels of estrogen. And so you can just have to be careful um, towards getting injured. Yeah, that's that's the thing is the injury in that phase, isn't it? It's like you watch, yep, cool. And then the next stage, obviously weeks three and four. So then progesterone has peaked in week three, as I've already said, and that is an appetite enhancer. So this is where your sugar cravings start to come in. And then week four is when your cravings have peaked, you're quite lethargic, you can be irritable. A low-intensity exercise um, is best during week four because this you shouldn't be focused on getting your PBs or your highest reps, you should just be focusing on setting yourself up for the week one again when you're going to be at your best. Mm-hmm. So is training going to be a lot harder in that last two weeks? That's going to be yeah. the main struggle. Um, week four particularly because you're just tired, your body's getting ready for menstruating and you. I feel like your motivation, your mood can be quite low and your oh, it can be quite tough. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like... Um, and then the st- I think it's as well. It's so hard to stick to a calorie deficit, you know. So I think in week one and two, it's easier when you can create a larger calorie deficit. If, mm-hmm. if weight loss is your goal, yeah. try and get it down as much as you can because you're knowing to eat more in week three and four. Yeah. Um, so as if you look at your diet in a month rather than in weeks, so you can compare it. You know, it's easier to hit your goals that way than compare, like, on a weekly basis. So is there any way in, like, kind of week three and four that you would adapt your training, uh, sorry, your nutrition to kind of fight any of the kind of cravings and situations that you've got? Would you go for, would you maybe increase your calves by so many grams to kind of fight the kind of cravings so you don't go for, like, the biscuit tin and basically go completely off the rails? To be honest, I in week one and two, I don't really crave much food. Um, and then in my week three and four, I would always have... Um, t- I'm a creature of habit. I don't really pig out. And I would always crave yogurt, not Greek yogurt, and I put uh, vanilla or chocolate protein drops in. Yeah. Um, so I'd always have like snacks there and like loads of fruit that I can nibble on, like dark chocolate. But to be honest, I try not to buy it into the house because if I do have it in the house in week three and four, I will just eat it. So I just have healthy snacks um, as I can. that's kind of the way I do it. Mm-hmm. The other notes I've got here is that the body prefers fat as a fuel source in the last two weeks. So it may be a fact that just increasing your fat, you're changing your macros slightly to increase your fat percentage. Um, and then obviously a depletion in serotonin as well. So that's how you get that. That's why the cravings are happening. Um, and so it's really just trying to work your training around that. So that what, what, would, what was the best source of training? So you would say kind of heavyweight training for the first, two weeks 
Yeah, so we focus on getting your personal best, increasing your muscle mass and increasing your muscle strength in week one and two. And then as you go on into week three, a steady state cardio is best. And this is also good for using your fat oxidization in week three, because in week one and two, you use carbohydrates best. And then in week four, just keep it a low intensity exercise. Just focus on recovery and getting your body set up for menstruating and just don't get too bogged down about your um, your performance and your lack of serotonin and motivation to exercise. Yeah, I think that's the f- the the thing with kind of females is they've always got this kind of hard on themselves because they feel that they've obviously went off track. But if they're not controlling their training and their nutrition around their their cycle, then they're going to have these problems. And then they'll be yeah. kind of hard on themselves, but really you can't change the chemicals or, or the hormones that's happening. So you need exactly. to kind of you need to plan ahead. Um, so I want to talk about because you've had this kind of issue before when we talk about amenorrhea. So that was obviously the absence of the menstrual cycle. Tell us the situation on how it happened to you, and then situations on how it can actually happen to females. So what happened to me when I was quite young and I was playing um, an intense amount of sport, um, I was didn't get my period until I was 16 actually and I used to go to my doctor and everything and they just said my body fat was too low. So it happened to me at a very young age um, and it was quite difficult when I was at that age because all my friends were, had it and I wasn't menstruating and I thought there was something wrong with me but... As I got older now, I realized that I wasn't feeling my body for the type of exercise, high intensity exercise I was doing. Like I was training every night of the week. So um, looking back, my body fat percent was just too low. Um, And then as I started, as I actually stopped training and gained weight, my it has come back and it's been normal ever since. So that's a massive factor is like if you're, you're missing just cycle then you need to really look at what's what's the problem mm-hmm. so as yeah. you, as you, are you putting enough calories in are you managing your stress these kind of factors can kind of cause this to happen the other one is the i've actually just had a client there as well who's just filled in a parkour and she isn't getting it at all and it's because of the contraception that she's on so the coil okay yeah that can be a massive and I have a friend who has just come off the contraceptive pill and she's taken it's taken her like months to regulate it so um, contraception can be a tricky one with it but um, I think it's beyond my scope of practice so I think a GP is kind of the best thing to um, go to there about it yeah definitely and that's the thing is like we we'll give you advice on how you kind of control these kind of factors and be aware of to adapt your nutrition and your training around your cycle but in reality if you're having severe issues then contact your GP or doctor who is going to give you the best advice we can only we can only try and help and work around that but yeah the the main factor is if you're having any issues really contact your doctor or GP uh, GP 
Right, let's go back and talk about you. So before we tie up, what is the current situation with you? Like, uh, with the gyms and, and where do you see yourself going with your um, business at the moment? To be honest, I really enjoy training online. I wanted to train, obviously, one-to-one, but because of COVID, it's not working. And I never seen myself train online but at the moment i'm really enjoying it because i can work with all my friends in vietnam i was in vietnam last year and um i do well i just came home two months ago and i'm training like six girls over there and that's amazing to know having the opportunity to train people worldwide and that's kind of why i love the online thing yeah and yeah it just gives me a bigger scope of people to train so I will stick to the online for now. Um, you've, not got, you've not got a choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I I am looking forward to the gyms opening and I would mm-hmm. like to set up my own gym. Um, but I'm happy where I am now. Yeah, that's the main thing is that you're happy. With the, the as, as you said, it's like you can have on, on uh, one-to-one clients, but you're only going to be limited to how many people you can get in the gym in a day. Yeah, and you're never going to really branch out to people that are further than your kind of distance to the gym. So that's how, obviously, by online, as you said, you're you're training people from across the globe. Yeah, which is kind, of, and the main factor is that you're happy doing it. That's the main thing, right? Yeah, it's been great for, to have you on the show. I hope some people, a lot of people, can take male and female. Hopefully, can take a lot away for that, especially male trainers. If it's not something that you've looked into, be aware of it. Look into it a lot more. Do your homework. Uh, just lastly, any books in it? Do you have you got any books that you can recommend? That's I took note of one the other night, and I can't remember what I've done with. But any books? No, but there's. A lot of information on YouTube is kind of where I did my research. Um, I have, I have some. Um, if you go onto my Instagram, I have some articles and journals that I referenced on my video about the female menstrual cycles, where I got all my information. So it's all evidence-based um, information that. And it's all quite recent as well, so yeah. um, I can send them on to you and you can link them underneath this podcast if you wish. Yeah, no worries. Where can people get you on Instagram, socials? I am Byrne underscore fitness on Instagram. Make sure we jump on and follow. Right, I'll speak to you very soon. Cheers for coming on. Thanks a million. Thanks. Bye now. Well done.